Hey everybody, welcome to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your girl, Jessie Mae Peluso. This is episode 390. This is a piece of paper. A little ASMR for you up top. That's free of charge. You know what else is free of charge? Rating the podcast five stars. You betcha. Get on over to that app, however you can do it. Give the pod a five-star rating to make us freaking champions. We want to be champions of the world. We appreciate it and thank you ahead of time. And if you guys ever want to send any suggestions, emails, or have some advice answered on the podcast, that's jessiemaypelusocomedy at gmail.com. Thank you guys so much for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the Sharp Tongue Podcast. Beep, 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 beep. Sharp Tongue Podcast. Beep, 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 beep. You're listening to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse May Jessie Peluso. Peluso. It's a personal look. Well, it's not really a look because it's a podcast. I'm already fucking this up. This is kind of like a verbal comedy diary, a deep look into the crevices of my mind. It's going to get dirty. You might cry. You'll probably laugh. Hopefully, you'll laugh. The whole point is for you to laugh, but you also might cry. I talk about my family. I talk about farts. farts. I talk about love, loss comedy how hard it is to make it in this biz i'm a fucking professional each week it's something different sometimes i have a guest host sometimes it's gonna be a movie companion episode sometimes i just ramble about the bullshit i dealt with the week before you never know what you're gonna get it's raw uncut and funny it's me if you guys only knew what it took to get here right now oh my god like right in this moment it was a journey and there is wild construction going on all over Los Angeles, California right now. So if you hear wild noises in the periphery, we apologize. There's nothing we can do about it. I might have to soundproof my whole body to make it work. I'm excited for one thing. Um, First, that's the sound of Advil. Actually, aspirin. Raw aspirin. You know how gangster you are to just toss back some raw aspirin? I don't need the gel coating. You kidding me? I'm from upstate New York. I don't need gel coating. Give me the raw aspirin. Not even going to use any water. Going to let that chalky pellet collect in the back of my neck and hope it makes its way to wherever the pain is. Aspirin is one of the OG brands that I stick with and I enjoy. And I will snort it on the top of this table right now because I've got bursitis. had to look it up. I've got something going on with my shoulder. So I have aspirin on hand at all times. It's happening. The aspirin is happening. That's one of the reasons why I'm excited, but that's not the main reason why I'm excited. I'm excited because I'm in a coordinate sweatpants suit. Now this is something that I wear when I'm home alone and I won't see anyone. And then I decided to bring it out into the world. It's always dangerous when you decide to bring your house outfit out into the world. It's a new level of no fucks given that maybe should not be entered by any grown human. I think it's good to give some fucks. Some fucks are meant to be given for a reason. And there's probably going to be a dividing and a divisive conversation to be had with this because a lot of people are like, no, screw you. I want to stay home in my cotton and more, more power to you. But as far as like a functioning society, a society that reflects growth in whatever way economically or communally you got to dress a certain way and I think when we stop dressing a certain way we sort of lost our way in a sense and I feel rebellious by wearing cotton out in the world I feel rebellious tossing back aspirin without any hydration 
after I went after all the dads last week wondering where the heck they drink. I'm over here drinking a $5 harmless harvest organic coconut water in my double coordinate sweatpants suit and I feel like I'm living the dream. Ah, you taste that? Tastes just like inflation. I can't believe how expensive this is. Ooh, I have a $5 credit. That's exciting. At Irawan. That doesn't get you anything at Irawan. Nothing's $5 at Irawan. A blueberry, a single blueberry is $5 at Irawan. Don't even step foot in there. It's it, You go in and it costs you $1,000 to cross the threshold of Irawan. And I was in line because I meet my girlfriend there once in a while. <laughs> like, don't go there. I go there once a week. And... This guy gets up in line. I, I guess we can cons consider this somewhat of an overheard, but I couldn't hear the full sentence. So I didn't classify it as an overheard. And if you guys have overheards, send them to us. Jesse May Peluso Comedy at Gmail. Anything that is not a conversation you're having that you overhear, just one single sentence, that's a rule, and send it to us and I'll read my favorites on the pod. But he gets in line and he does something that I simply can't stand. I can't stand when people talk so loud that they act like their conversation is the most important conversation and they project their voice. Now, I realize that that's kind of a, a little hypocritical because I'm literally projecting my voice on a podcast, but we know what the rule is here. There's an understanding. There's an agreement. You guys are doing your laundry. My cousin Jimmy's probably sitting looking over Skinny Atlas Lake right now listening, playing his guitar, maybe having a day whiskey. Some of you might might be working a night shift. I'm here. I'm, I'm your company for whatever you need, however long you need. That's a lot different than coming in line at Irawan. I'm already pissed because I'm about to pay $45 for a spirulina smoothie. This guy gets in line and does one of the things that drives me the most nuts in the world. Have a loud conversation on your cell phone within earshot of another human being. Why? No one needs to hear it. And I only catch a fraction of what he's saying. I only catch a partial of, of his sentence. And he goes, yeah, well, Netflix, they, it wasn't for Netflix. They didn't really want it. So, And I, I, I tuned out. I can't imagine... Netflix conversations are had anywhere else but at Irawan. That's the thing about the city. You're constantly reminded that people are trying to become stars. And it's so aggravating. It's also It also seems really unnatural for almost an entire city to want to be famous. And that's not even a goal or was a goal of mine to ever be famous. I never thought about that as something I wanted to be. I only wanted to create stuff and have fun and make things. I wanted to make things. And I think for a lot of people, fame is the product of making things. But for a lot of people, being famous is what they want. They want to make themselves famous. And so when you are constantly reminded about it in the city like this, it gets a little aggravating. You're like, God, does, does, any, does anyone want to talk about the weather? I would so much rather talk about the wind. I'd rather talk about the wind. I, almost, I think I said I'd rather talk about the wind. And I'd rather talk about the wind as well. Something wholesome. I don't want to hear Netflix. I don't want to hear streamer service. I don't want to hear contract. I don't want to hear any of that when I'm out in my coordinate sweatpants suit paying $50 for a Moringa smoothie with Asha, a Waganda, Rishi, and Chaga added inside for an extra $5. By the way, 
raw organic honey add-on was about $2.50. That's almost how much the entire jar of honey is. It's expensive in this city. It's expensive in many ways. It steals your peace. And so the cost of living in a city where people are constantly talking about fame and celebrity is the cost of your peace. And you have to sort of ask yourself at a certain point, when you get a certain age, what am I willing to risk? What am I willing to risk where I live? Because I feel like peace is something that, although it can be purchased, it's so valuable. It's invaluable. Because it's something that in today's society is it's seemingly very difficult to come by. True peace, unless you live in a certain, unless you live in that one cabin in that one movie that we see that there's just one guy living in who's figured it out. The guy's figured it out. He's like, you know what? Society is for the birds. And the birds are like, screw you, dude. Society's not for us either. So I think peace is something that has become a commodity. When I think it, it should be a right. Peace should be a right. For most people, not everyone deserves it, but most of us do. And so you have to find ways to discover what elicits the most peace for you. And, you know, honestly, when I was sitting down to talk today, I sort of had an idea of things I wanted to say, but then decided I also just kind of wanted to speak what was on my mind. And this is where we're at. This is where it's brought us. But I will say that you should, and I speak to myself when I say this, find ways to elicit more peace out of your day however you can and for me I know that slowing down and slowing down in everything I do how I do everything is always a fast process so when I find myself slowing down or force myself to slow down I find peace in moments where I normally wouldn't find peace like working out I usually just pound through a workout now I'm taking my time doing those reps feeling things tear. It's probably the reason why I have frozen shoulder. I don't know what it is. It's either frozen shoulder, bursitis, uh, cold shoulder. Everyone thought cold shoulder was just a, a cliche or a saying. Well, the one thing that a frozen or cold shoulder will make you need is aspirin. One of the greatest American companies ever. I don't even know if it's American. It's probably made somewhere in China. Let's see. Oh, no. A Allegiant Health, Deer Park, New York. Isn't that isn't that a Long Island? So this is a. I, I mean, I got this off of Amazon, but and you know, it's one of my goals to not shop on Amazon so so much. But we bought this before 2024, so we're not going to count that. But am uh, aspirin and AAA. Those are the last two brands that I fully believe in. And I don't like to take a lot of medication. I don't like to medicate my pain. I like to, not that I like to feel my pain, but pain is an indicator. It's a message. It's telling you something's not right. And if you numb your pain, if you dull your pain, you're not going to find the source of the pain. And the pain will manifest itself in other ways, in other body parts, in other instances in your life. So I choose to sort of sit in the pain a little bit more to discover where the source of it is and I realize I can't sit in it any longer because I can barely lift my arm over my my arm over my head I love when people are like did you sleep wrong yeah I sleep wrong every night I have three dogs some one of them is always barfing I woke up into a patch of grass this morning and I wasn't outside one of the dogs threw up a patch of grass yeah I, I, I slept wrong I usually sleep wrong 
and I value my sleep. But aspirin is just one of the greatest. It, you got to have it in your in your cabinet. It's just it's just such a staple in AAA. You're like, what does aspirin have to do with AAA? Well, AAA to me is one of the greatest lasting American. Again, I think it's an American company. I'm pretty sure it is. American companies in today's society. It's reliable. It's cheap. It's consistent. It's useful. The customer service is amazing. Those are the two things I'm going to suggest for everybody. A little aspirin, a little AAA, and a lot of peace. That's what I want you guys to achieve in this weird-ass world that we're in. And speaking of weird... Not necessarily weird, but you guys came at me when I went after In-N-Out Burger a couple episodes ago. I said that I was done with In-N-Out Burger and I stand by it. I'm still done with In-N-Out Burger. And it was a really dividing post. I realized that a lot of people were not happy with what I had to say. Uh, a lot of people agreed with me. There were people who agreed with me and there were those who secretly agreed with me. There were those who publicly agreed with me. Not everybody was on the In-N-Out me being out with In-N-Out board. So I'm going to read a couple messages. Bert Cho says, Happy New Year, Jesse May. Haven't seen you in a while. Hope you're doing well. You're a brave one. Insulting In-N-Out might be up there with how LA feels about Trump. The, lo- the lynch mob will gather their stones. I agree, though. I don't think it's the best either. I think the trade-off is the pricing and the beef quality is definitely better. It's not the best. It's- I'm also not into smash burger either. Yeah, I, I don't want someone to smash my burger. That's just weird. I realize they're not doing it with their hands, but let me smash the burger. And by the way, maybe I don't want my burger to be smushed. Maybe I like to take a bite of something that's in the shape that the the chef decided it would be in. He says, LA um, apple pan is somewhere people like. I never heard of that. Don't know if you tried it, but it's a great half a head of lettuce in the burger. New York City is the best burgers, but they're expensive. When you're in New York and got time and want a burger, try the burger from Peter Luger's or the Minetta Tavern. Minetta Tavern has a great burger. They're $40 burgers, but they're the pinnacle of burgers. I just love the the conversation that me trash-talking In-N-Out Burger has sort of created online. It's kind of funny because, you know, I'm not... I'm going after In-N-Out, but it's just a burger joint. I think it's fun to have these ridiculous arguments about things that really don't matter when everyone else is arguing about things they are for sure think that matter when they also really don't. I got another message from one of my friends, Sarah. She said, I went to In-N-Out once, I ordered a double-double with cheese. Then I said I was between ordering a lemonade or a Coke. He said, get the lemonade. Coke is so bad for you. I had to take a moment and then I said, how do you think the double-double is for me? Like, let's be so fucking for real. It's that their religious it's that and their religious psalms on the cups. Do they have religious psalms on the cups at In and Out Burger? Nah, I'm here to eat shitty food. This is my religion. P.S. Their fries suck. Now I gotta look and see. Does In and Out Burger In Out Burger religious? They they better not have stuff on their cups. Cups psalms. It's a weird word silent p let's see what they got in and out burger why does in and out burger print blue burble <laughs> print bible verses on its cups and wrappers oh it does underneath the cup it says john three sixteen. 
The owner and president of In-N-Out Burger, here's here's me going after In-N-Out Burger, another episode, revealed in a rare interview why the company prints Bible verses on its packaging and how that ties into their own personal Christian faith. See, this is the thing. I just want to eat a burger. I don't want to know what your religion is. I shouldn't have to know what your religion is in, in, to have your burger. That's another reason why it's annoying. And the same reason with like the NFL, they all have these like messages on the back of their helmets now. I, whoa. We're trying to do too much. Just play the sport and serve a burger. We don't need to know what where you stand on everything. I think that's what causes fights. Lindsay Snyder, 73-year-old CEO and granddaughter of the chain's founder, revealed that the, to the Christian Post that she turned to God after she lost her father as a teenager and later with her three failed marriages and sent her down a dark path. Well, maybe she should have turned to a therapist because it sounds like there's a pattern of, of divorce going on here. No judgment. So much judgment. Because let's be real. Isn't there a judgment day in religion and Christianity Christianity and Catholicism? Doesn't everybody talk about the judgment day and we, we say don't judge? No, we should judge. We should judge each other more. It's what creates a moral conversation and a conversation about morals. She says, I finally found that the deep need in my heart can only be filled by Jesus and my identity to him. I mean, more power to you, girl. Wherever you can find your faith. I just don't know if you need to put your faith in the bottom of a coca-cola cup or the bottom of a bag that has greasy ass fries in it when that oil that you're using probably is carcinogenic and causes cancer it all seems kind of ridiculous and hypocritical it's like you're gonna put a psalm underneath a meal that probably causes health problems this week's episode is brought to you by oak essentials oak essentials is so luxurious and let me tell you, I've tried a lot of products. I love products. And when I find something I like, I stick with it. I'm that kind of loyal person. And one of the things I love about products is if they're moisturizing and they don't make you feel all sticky. You ever like put lotion on and then everything you grab just sticks to you? Well, Oak Essentials has really, really good quality products and really good quality ingredients. My favorite is the Moisture Rich Balm. It's the balm. I'm such a nerd. I kind of hope that that catches on and that Oak Essentials will use that in their in their marketing and just be like, yeah, moisture rich balm is the bomb. I doubt they will. But it's a very nutrient rich balm that supports collagen production, which we love. We love a little production of collagen and delivers serious hydration for luminous glow. Who doesn't want to be luminous? Come on. You can buy the moisture rich balm on its own or as a part of the Oak Essentials best selling bundles for a simple start to finish skincare routine. Not to mention it makes a perfect gift for skincare lovers in your life. I love skincare and I have a bunch of different products that I use, but the balm is the balm. You got to check it out. You're going to love it. You're going to feel luxurious. Slip it on and feel the luxurious silky balm on your skin. And listen, I'm calling it 2024 year is a year of natural head to toe glow. And my followers will get 15% off their first order when they use code SHARP at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at oakessentials.com. That's O-A-K-E-S-S-E-N-T-I-A-L-S.com. Use promo code SHARP to get 15% off so you can feel like you're the bomb too. (laughs) Such a nerd. Talk about slapping a Band-Aid on a problem. The concept was first started by her Uncle Richard in 1987. It's always someone's Uncle Richard who does stuff like this. It's like, Uncle Dick's got an idea. Oh, God. Why are we letting Uncle Richard tell us his ideas? Uncle Richard's the guy who brings his guitar to all the parties and sings originals 
at the holidays. We don't need Uncle Richard's ideas, but he's built into the will, so you guys got to have him at the table. You got to listen to him. The born-again Christian and son of the founder said it was just something I want to do. Company spokesman Carl Van Fleet told USA Today, it was my Uncle Rich who put the Bible verses on the cups and wrappers in the early 90s before he passed away, Snyder told the Christian Post. He had accepted the Lord and just wanted to put a little touch of his faith on our brand. Ah, do we need Uncle Richard's religion on a cup for a burger place? Maybe just put the Bible verse on his headstone as an epitaph? I, I'm, I'm spitballing here. I think we can maybe update the Bible verses. I don't know if they're still on them. Any in and out fans, let me know if they're still on them. The Milkshake Cup has proverb, Proverbs 3.5. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean unto thine own understanding. Um, yeah, some people are lactose intolerant, including myself. And let me tell you, that milkshake makes me feel like the devil is inside of my guts. So what do we say to that? Hamburger and cheeseburger wrappers have Revelation 3.20. Behold, I stand at the door of the bathroom <laughs> and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in to him and will sup with him and he with me. I mean, see, I can't even knock that revelation because that just sounds like a couple people sharing food and that sounds great. I'm here for sharing snacks. The famous double-double hath has Nahum. 1-7 printed on the wrapper. I'm probably saying it wrong, which reads, the Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble, and he knoweth them that trust in him. It's also, it's like, so God knows people who believes in him. He sounds like a narcissist, if I'm being for real. And does the Lord really condone putting his messages on fast food wrappers? Because it feels a little like culty. It feels a little like door-to-door -door salesman. And I've said this before, but if religion needs to be promoted, we're in trouble. We're in trouble. Maybe we do need religion on our wrappers because society is falling apart. Maybe we do need a little bit more tradition. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this is a great idea. I don't know. I just know that it, it causes a little bit of turmoil to eat a burger and have the Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble, and he knoweth them and trust in him. It's like, okay, Jesus, chill out. Like we, you already did it. You built the, you built everything in seven days. Like you're good. Do you need to have like brag on a burger? It feels a little like egregious. If I may watch me be literally struck by lightning tomorrow. Snyder has since added additional verses to other products, including Proverbs 24, 16, the wicked shall fall into mischief. See, now that's more fun. That makes more sense. That's on brand. In Luke 6.35. But ye, but love ye your enemies and do good. That just sounds like Ozzy Osbourne did some acid and said something religious. It doesn't even sound like that came from a Bible. In later years, I added verses to the fry boat, coffee, and hot cocoa cups. It's a family business and will always be. And that's a family touch. You know, I'd be cool with it if they weren't so anti-gay. Are they still anti-gay? I think they are. I feel like all of that gets thrown out the window when they're like, do unto he as he do unto others. And, but love ye your enemies and do good. But unless you're gay. So because of that, I'm out. I'm still out. People were pissed. Let's read a couple of the comments. She's trying to shorten the lines. Surviving paradise has her moving more strategically. Respect. People said, you're tripping. 
Not happy about the Burger King slander. I I think Burger King is trash too, let's be clear. In and out has always been overrated. Thank you, Michael McCrazy. A New Year's Eve resolution, does that last until the morning of 1-1? No, I don't need to have any sort of help with this. It's going to be no problem to not eat In-N-Out Burger. Is there a helicopter right above our studio? This is In-N-Out Burger's helicopter coming to take me away because I'm talking crap about them on the pod. What is it? So loud. Philip says, I agree, terrible fries, nothing special. Don't forget the trash burble vice Bible verses. I can't even. What's a burble vice? <laughs> Don't forget the trash purple vice. <laughs> Don't forget the trash Bible verses on the bottom of every cup and wrapper and in and out. Thank you, the forgotten boy. Fries are not good for anyone. Straight inflammatory food. You're not wrong. The fries are beyond trash. That's what seems to be the common denominator in a lot of the messages who agree with me. Fries are gross. Ross Champion. I don't even know fries could suck. So bland and kind of wet and floppy. Their fries are like they didn't even try. Even your fries don't. It's like your fries read the Bible verses and they were like, I'm out. The flavor was like, I'm out. Do you see what we're, what what's written underneath us? People are going to make fun of us. Left Coast District says, so you're just making rage bait for views? No. I'm speaking the truth. I'm wholeheartedly standing and walking in my conviction of no in and out burger, left coast district. Someone else says, the fuck, sis, you disappear and come back with this type of shh. And come on, I know you can do better. Everyone's so mad. I know in and out can do better. Why don't you send that message to in and out? Jen Briney, who I know, who's been on the pod, says, how dare you? <laughs> Jen, I'm coming at you too. It was a very dividing conversation, so it was fun, and I was glad that everybody got real angry at me. And I was glad that people reached out to me, and and we had a fun debate. This is what we need to do more of, just have fun, silly debates about burgers. And I mean, now it's not so light because they put religious psalms underneath their wrappers or on their wrappers, but it made me think about food in general, and I really had this thought in my mind, who figured out to eat an artichoke? How hungry was the first person who figured out how to eat artichokes? Because there's not much meat to them. That person must have been starving. Because first of all, an artichoke doesn't even look edible. It looks like a cactus. I think the in and out helicopter is still circling. The artichoke looks like a cactus and whoever ate it was starving. And we think we have problems? What about the first person to figure out how to eat an artichoke? I consider that a problem. They were probably so hungry. They're like, let's go bite that plant that looks prehistoric. And it probably was prehistoric when it happened. I don't know how old artichokes are. I'm not a scientist. Somebody else figure that out. But I just think whoever figured out how to eat artichokes was starving. Even lobsters. Somebody went all the way down in the bottom of the ocean and grabbed that gross creature. Doesn't look edible. It looks like something from another planet. So I'm grateful. I'm grateful that I can be able to access food. But I feel bad for that person who had to take a bite of an artichoke. And, and then you're like, mmm. It's like that girl. I, I forget that video. But there's a video of this girl on the internet. And a mother took the video of her. And I, I always thought it was kind of cruel. But it was this little girl who was eating some of her mother's cooking. And the little girl was like gagging. Do you remember that video, Deb? And the little girl was like, Ugh. Like, 
that is so terrible to me. But I imagine that's what the first person who ate artichokes would be like. Like, mm, this is good. Oh, yeah. No, we should have this for dinner tomorrow night. Oh, God. Somebody take a bite of the boar. I'd rather take a raw bite of a boar than eat artichokes at that time. It just must have been very, very horrible. The, the, the culinary choices that we had to make out of desperation and starvation. And people are complaining now. Here I am. I'm like, I don't get an Uber. <laughs> we have it made. We got to start being more grateful. Start realizing how good we have it. We have it so freaking good. And I, I had another thought today. I had another thought where I don't know if you guys are like this. One of my favorite things in the whole wide world is picking an outfit perfectly for the weather. When I'm not sweaty, when I'm not cold, when I'm not too hot, when I look cute, when it no stains get on it. I love an outfit that is perfect for an event. I love when I dress accordingly. And nothing makes me more frustrated than when my outfit isn't up for the situation at hand. If it rains and I wasn't prepared for the rain, if it, if it was a casual party and I dress up, <sighs> you mean I could have worn cotton? I could have worn cotton? That's why I decided to wear my cotton coordinate today because I was hoping, you know what? kind of feels like a Sunday today. I got a lot of to-dos, some errands to run. I want to look casual, comfy, cute. It's giving, it's giving like freshly post-COVID chic. And I just realized it was too hot for sweatpants suit today in California. I know we complain about the cold here and it's 50 degrees and it's not real. I'm from the snow belt. I know what real weather's like. But I, I had a thought. I'm like, you know, I really love when an outfit just fits when it fits the moment fits the day fits the weather nothing makes me feel better at all I also had another situation happen when I was out to eat I'm, I'm talking about food I'm so food obsessed lately I don't know what it is if I didn't know for sure I would have thought that I would I would wonder if I was pregnant or not because I am eating everything and I don't know if it's the weather the time of year, where we're at in the world, where we're at in the moon cycle, but I am eating everything and everything is all about food for me lately. It's all about the food. And I was out to eat and there was this mother out to eat with her kids. Now I got a sandwich because I like to get sandwiches. So there's a really good place on Lincoln Boulevard called Clutch. It's technically a barbecue place, but they have Mexican food as well. It's just so good. And their sandwiches aren't cheap. Their sandwiches are pretty good. And this mother comes in with her two kids and she buys them sandwiches. Let me tell you, this is an $18 sandwich. And this mom bought a sandwich for each of her kids. I'll tell you one thing Nancy never bought me was an $18 sandwich. You know what Nancy did? She used to take me to the ground round where you could pay what you weigh. That's as good as it's going to get for you, sis. I was 45 pounds for like 10 years. We went there all the time. Nancy cleaned house at the ground round for my skinny ass. We went there for every holiday. My birthday, Emily's birthday, Nancy's birthday, Joe's birthday, our dead grandma's birthday. We went there for freaking Washington's birthday. Yeah, the president. She just was trying to cash in. She goes, oh, pay what you weigh? This little skinny bitch? It's on the house. We're doing laps around the ground round. Went there for Christmas. Nancy didn't care. She loved a deal. She loved a deal more than she loved her daughters. 
Do you remember the ground round? <laughs> Pay what you weigh. What a night. You felt rich. You're like, what? This little emaciated child? Get on in here. The freaking buffet is open. Take a few laps. Have a good time. Some good, wholesome, quality family fun. And food that's questionable. Definitely not kept at the right temperature. Who cares? It was 45 cents. That's not natural. Here we are complaining about how, how much things have gotten. I don't know if it's safe to pay 45 cents for anything. Where's the sweet spot? I don't know. There's got to be a sweet spot in there somewhere. There's got to be some resting place of food peace, of peace of price and peace of mind in there. 45 cents. I mean, I just remember getting like grilled cheese and hot dogs. None of the food was anything that was nutritious. The 80s were brutal for your digestive system. It was processed cheese. It was bread. It was everything in a box with bright colors. We were basically eating snacks that people on acid eat all the time. Wow, the helicopters are really, the, 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 the freaking birds are out. In and out birds are out. They're circling overhead. Probably going to shut down the station. Our, our studio is going to get shut down, you guys. I, I honestly, um, I do believe in trying to find some sort of peace in your daily existence. I think it's necessary. I think it's vital. It's vital for every single person. And there's probably a lot of you out there that are like, I'm a mom of four. Peace is a luxury that I can't afford. And there might be something to that. I get that. I don't understand on a very deep level because I'm a mother of three dogs. All, all my children crawl on all fours. And even though I crawled on all fours for two weeks when I thought I was a cat, it's a lot different to be a mother of dogs. Maybe if I was a mother of dragons, you guys would have some more respect. I don't know. But I do understand that it is difficult to find peace. But it's also what you're telling yourself. You're telling yourself, I can't. And if you tell yourself that, then you're not going to be able to. But maybe it's the idea of how much peace you're trying to attain. Maybe we have to start small. Maybe the peace can just be a couple minutes of peace. Maybe it can be a couple minutes in the morning before you wake up or when you drop your kids off at school or when your husband goes grocery shopping. Yep, there's some men out there who do that. It's hot. I think our idea of how we get the piece is what we have to adjust and what we need to be a little bit more creative with. And I know for myself, when I start to create some more space, when I start to like actually slow down, that's when problems start to get solved. That's when I realize habits and ways that I'm living that aren't working for me anymore. And that's when I start to really open up and become a better person as cheesy as it sounds. And I think we can all attain that, just a little bit of peace. So I hope you guys get just a little bit of peace today. I hope this podcast gave you a little bit of peace. That's my goal for you guys to, what they call it edutainment, a little bit of entertainment, a little bit of education, a little inspiration, and a little part of your day where you can relax and have fun and not worry about all the stress that's going on in your life. At least you don't have a whole world of people coming at you because you shot down in and out Burger. At least you don't have that. But I hope you get peace. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. And I can't wait to talk to you guys next week. Thank you so much.
Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.